What a beautiful hymn to sing day by day. I love that. We need God so much. I pray the Lord will help us always be reminded of what a privilege it is to worship Him. And that He's given us a book called the Bible. So that we have a record of God that we can get to know Him. Today we're going to talk about strength. But knowing God is our strength. And he's published in this book by holy inspiration everything we need to know about him. Would you please stand while I read the text for us? Would you please stand because you're about to hear the profound word of Almighty God who created the heaven and the earth. From Isaiah chapter 40 verse 28 we begin, Hast thou not known... Hast thou not heard that the everlasting God, the Lord, the creator of the ends of the earth, fainteth not, neither is weary. There is no searching of his understanding. He giveth power to the faint, and to them that have no might, he increases strength. Even the youth shall faint and be weary, And the young men shall utterly fall. But they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary. And they shall walk and not faint. Would you please be seated. My friends, this is a promise of God. If you're weak today, if you feel like that you're in a situation that you're just all helpless, that you're hurting, pain, and circumstances, you have come to the right place. Not because this little preacher's up here, no, no, but because of God's Word. I don't understand it, but God has ordained by the foolishness of preaching that He will send power and strength to His people. We need to feed on God just like we need a good meal to be strengthened. Because if we don't eat, we will die. And if we don't feed on God's Word, we won't make it, friends. We won't. But we have God's promises, and I pray that He'll bless us today. We started a theme last week entitled, Worth the Wait. God is worth the wait. God always answers prayers. He either says yes, he either says no, or he says wait. Maybe you're in the waiting zone, but it's hard to be there, isn't it? None of us do like to wait. Nevertheless, always remember that God's benefits to us are often more in the waiting than it is getting what we're waiting for. May the Lord bless us today as we study his word. My title today in this sermon is Wait for Strength. Wait for Strength. And I think this verse, these verses say that most profoundly clearly that we don't have it, and God does. And I pray that God will strengthen us today, strengthen you in His Word and in His way as we wait upon Him. I want to try to say four things from this text, these four verses that I read making four points, and there's so many more. But number one is, when you wait for strength, you have to wait at the rock. God is that rock. 
Number two is, I want to try to say, that when we wait for strength, we have to wait for the reason that we're waiting. We're not just waiting accidentally. Your life, the troubles that you're facing, is not just some sort of haphazard accident. It's not like you just drew this by chance. God has sent problems and peril and adversities in our life to strengthen us, my friends. What a blessing that ought to be. There's a reason for the wait. And that keeps us waiting longer. And then thirdly, I want to say this, we need to wait for God's strength because hours run out. I don't care how devout a Christian you are. I don't care how many times you've been to church. I don't care how many times you read the Bible. I don't care how much you give and how many good things you do. You have a leak. We are human. And the reason we need God's strength is that we are human. And the number two is that we are sinners, all of us. And sinners will leak out the strength and cause us to die and separate us because the wages of sin is death. All of them, there's no excuse. There's no remedy for sin but Jesus, and he is our strength. And then thirdly, or fourthly, I want us to say when we wait on strength, God will renew our strength. So we see these four things. I want to say them now, and may God help us to bless his holy name and wait for strength. Number one is we wait at the rock. Look at verse 28, he says, There hast thou not known. So what's happening here in the context, Israel is in prison, they're in captivity. They're in a hard place. They're in a situation that they can't get out of. They're there because they disobeyed God. So many times we get ourselves in a mess because we disobey God. We just don't think we need God. He says, There hast thou not known. Hast thou not heard that the everlasting God, the Lord, the creator of the end of the earth, fainteth not. So here is the rock that we're to wait at. God is our strength. He is a rock. In the first Corinthians chapter 10 verse four, we are sought there, the referral back to the Old Testament by the apostle. He said they all went through the cloud with Moses. They're talking about the cross in the Red Sea. And he said they're rock that rock followed them. And he says that rock was Christ. Jesus Christ is a rock. He is a solid place in shaky ground. He is the foundation of our life. Brother Gerald Whitaker told me recently in a visit, and I believe it with all my heart. He says this, if you don't have God in whatever you do, it won't amount to much. And I believe that you can take that anywhere you go. Whatever you do, if you don't have God in it, whether it's your marriage, whether it's your business, whether it's the church, whether it's your family, you can be sure it won't amount to much. God is a rock. We need to get to know God if we're going to have strength. And we've got to have strength to be able to deal with the perils of life. So that rock is strength. There was a rock in the Bible in the Old Testament that they got water out of. Jesus is a rock in a weary land. Isaiah 32 says he's a shadow of a great rock. He's a refuge. He is a, a river of water in a dry place. 
a culvert from the tempest. What I'm trying to make sure we know is that we have a rock. We have somewhere to go. We have a cleft of the rock. But we come there. We come for refuge. We don't come our own merit. We don't come thinking that we can halfway do it or we can do a little bit. We come with nothing. And to thy, uh, thy cross I clean. And to thy, um, bring nothing with us. Nothing in my hands I bring, only to thy cross I cling. Have you been to the cross lately? Have you been to that blood-sprinkled place and noticed the blood of Jesus that was shed for you? I want you to know, friends, what Christ has done for you, how he has given us the merit that we need to come to God and admit our sins and confess them and talk of God and tell him, Oh God, you are a rock. Build your life on the rock. Jesus says if you build it on the sand, when the storm comes, it's going to sweep it away. And so may the Lord bless us to see that he is our rock. He is our rock. Jeremiah 9, verse 23, still in the Old Testament, but the prophecy, of course, says this. Thus saith the Lord, let not the wise man glory in his wisdom, neither let the mighty man glory in his might, let not the rich man glory in his riches, but let him that glorieth glory in this, that he understandeth and knoweth me that I am the Lord which exercises loving kindness, judgment, and righteousness in the earth. For in these things I delight, saith the Lord. Now I want to ask you this morning, do you know God? I'm not talking about knowing about God. There's a difference in knowing God and knowing about God. When you know God, you're going to know that you need Him. You're going to know that you love Him because He first loved you. You're going to know that He is your Savior. So knowing God is, is knowing that He has given you strength. Knowing God doesn't mean that you don't have any problems. Knowing God, though, means that you can get through the trials of your life because you know God. I've been willing to say, and I've said before, and so has other folks, the most important thing about you is what you think of God. Is God a rock? Is God greater than all? Is God sovereign? Do you see God in a merciful way? That's what happens when the three Hebrews went to the fiery furnace. And they were told that they would die if, unless they bowed down to the world of Nebuchadnezzar. What did they do? They said, you can know this. They knew God because they said, you know, I don't know whether he'll deliver us or not. But I know that he can do it. And whatever his will is, is all right with us. And they went into that furnace and God delivered them. He gave them strength. Are you willing to face your trials under the context and under the strength of, listen, I know God. I know God is with me. He's already said, I'll never leave you nor forsake you. Now, do you believe that? What, my friends, are we worried about? What we need to be thinking about is I have a rock. I have somewhere to stand on. I have a refuge. I have a God that doesn't change. The great I am. I'll tell you what a blessing to know that we have a rock. And God is that rock. His church is built on the rock. 
you know, when a miracle, and we need miracles every day, and I believe God's doing them every day, but you know what a miracle is? It's when our strength ends and God's begins. That is a miracle. There's nothing impossible with God. You know, you can say that, but I mean, when you get to face it, that's when you got to deal with it. you got to face a problem. you got to face a dilemma in life. you got to know that God is a rock, and you got to stay with him. And sometimes you don't feel like it. But you always got to let the facts outweigh the feelings and trust him. Because God has called us to depend on him. We can depend on God. If you're going to wait on something, that implies trust. If you're waiting on somebody, you're, to, you're implying their trust. The other day, uh, Penny got out of the car to do something, get something, and I was, I was just waiting in the car. Well, I believe she was coming back. She did. She said she'd just be a minute. Might have been longer than that, but, but I waited. Why did I wait? Because I know my wife. I know her that she's coming back. And so we've always had to wait on God. That's how it ought to be. We waited on Jesus' first coming, and we're waiting on his second. And we're going to find our lives about waiting. And if you're not willing to wait, it, we don't, we're not willing to have faith, and what happens, we don't, we're saying we're not really trusting God. And a truster in God is a waiter upon God. So what we need to say, God, I'm going to wait on you. I'm going to trust you because you're solid, you're a rock. He never makes a mistake. Secondly, I want us to say there's a reason for the wait. Notice in verse 29. He said there, he giveth power to the faint. And the, them that have no might, he increases strength. Now, how in the world are we going to get to that point? How are you going to get to the point where you just don't have any strength? Where you just feel like, man, I don't have anything. I don't know anything. I'm going to tell you how you're going to get there. You're going to get there with hurt and problems and trouble. That's how you get to understand that God is a God that hears that rock. You're going to have to understand that you're going through what you're going through because God has so allowed that in your life and ordained that in your life to strengthen you. Turn with me to uh, 2 Corinthians 12 for a second. Here's a familiar verse. We sung it already. And we can say it now from the scriptures, I bet. Here's the apostle Paul who had a thorn in his flesh. Why did he have that? Was it some sin he committed? No. He had a problem. Maybe that's an addiction. Maybe that's uh, some sin he committed. Maybe that's a situation that his family is going through. Maybe it's a, a physical problem. Whatever it is, here's the purpose of it. See, God gives a reason. God gave Paul a reason for that. Paul prayed three times that his thorn would be removed. And here's what he says. In verse 9 of 2 Corinthians 12, the Bible says, And he said unto me, My grace is sufficient for thee. Now this is the answer of the Apostle Paul's prayer. He says, Paul, my grace is sufficient for thee. Grace is our strength. Grace is unmerited favor. He says, For my strength is made perfect in weakness. Do you hear what God says? God says, I'm going to give you strength, but not in the way you think. I'm not going to make you a big deal. I'm going to make you some big, big person in life. 
I'm not going to give you everything. No, I'm going to take everything away. I'm going to make you understand that you're dependent on me. I am God. Because God makes our strength grow when we're weak. Because he says, my strength is made perfect in weakness. Now, whose strength he's talking about? He's talking about God's strength. See, it's God's strength in you that makes you get through life. It's not your strength. We have none. We have God's strength. He says, my strength is made perfect in weakness. Most gladly, therefore, he says, will I rather glory in my infirmities. You see the reason? Paul says, well, if that's the case, I'm going to be glorified. I'm going to glorify you in my problems. That the power of Christ, listen to that, may rest upon me. So we need to be thanking God for the problems we have. You hear me? I can stand up here and tell you something. I'm not making this up. I have been through situations in my life. I have failed miserably. I have done some things in my life that I hate, that literally makes me want to throw up. But you know what? I will stand and tell you that if it hadn't been for that, I would not be proclaiming God's word today. If it wasn't for the hurt and for the pain and the sorriness that God shook me out of, would I be able to proclaim? You will never have a testimony until you're tested. And God will test you because God will bless you. And God brings you to that point of weakness. Do not be ashamed of problems. The greatest problem that you can have is to have no problems at all. Because when you don't have any problems, you will forget God. You will forget the Creator. But God will remind you of it. You keep understanding that your strength is not going to be in your portfolio. It's not going to be in your credentials. It's going to be in your spirit. The inner man is what God strengthens. And God does the work on the inside. And he does it with pain and problems. So there's a reason for the hurt. There's a reason Jesus went to the cross. There's a reason for the pain and suffering that you see in this world. You know what the greater problem is? That we don't turn to God for the remedy. Isaiah 31, that I think is the first verse, the scripture says there that the fear was, and I'm paraphrasing, that the people, when they were in this mess, in this captivity, would turn to the other gods. I believe that's how we are in America today. God sent COVID to this world. I believe that. I believe that God sent it and God called us to come to him and worship him and know the privilege that we have to come to worship and to understand the priorities of our life. And it doesn't matter how many vaccinations you take or how many masks you wear. What matters is we understand that God, God is the reason for this. We understand that He is the one that we have to go to for our strength. Now strength does not mean that we're to just sit around and do nothing. We're to pray. We're to, where there's sometimes when we are to do nothing. Prayer is like you call your doctor when you're urgent. What should I do? He may tell you or she may tell you to just do nothing, just rest. We need to do that. Or you or she, the doctor may tell you to take this medicine or that medicine. Or come see me, you know, make an appointment. Whatever it is, there, there's different phases of that that we do while we're waiting. But while we're waiting, we're waiting for strength. Doesn't mean that we do nothing. 
You lay on a bed long enough, my friends, you won't be able to walk. You know what? I lock my doors at night. Well, I really don't, do we? I should. <laughs> but if you lock your doors at night, or if I did, you know what God says? That doesn't mean I don't still wait on God for strength. Because Psalms 127 says, unless the Lord keep the city, they that wait on it wait in vain. See, what I'm saying is you wait on God. You're doing things, but you're still waiting on God. Except the Lord build the house. And we're doing all we can to that way. But God's got to do it. So that's what waiting implies. That we're waiting on God and that we're believing Him and that we're trusting Him in the way that we look and the act and that we that we act in our lives. So there's a reason for the strain. And you know, thirdly, look at verse 24. I fear lest when I come I shall find. Well, I got to go back to my text. Isaiah 40 says this. Verse 30, from Isaiah 40. Even the youth shall faint and be weary, and the young men shall utterly fall. It doesn't matter, again, how devout a Christian you are or have been. You be wary, lest when you think you stand, lest you fall. Hey, um, Isaiah, uh, Elijah, rather. Elijah got a chariot ride to heaven. He's one of the two men that the Bible records didn't die on earth, a physical death. Elijah conquered the prophets of Baal. I mean, an unsurmountable strength. God blessed that man. This man prayed, and it didn't rain for over three years. (laughs) And then it prayed again, and it rained. God says in James that a humble, fervent prayer of a righteous man makes a lot of difference, availeth much. And sometimes when God tells us to pray, we need to do it. Not sometimes, not all the time, pray without ceasing. But sometimes God tells us, and it doesn't seem like things are going well. It doesn't seem like anything's happening. I remember the story of a man that was so uh, devout about God. He said, God, what do you want to do? God said, I want you to go out and push on this rock. And so the man said, all right, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it every day. And the man pushed on the rock. And he pushed as hard as he could and he strained with all his might. And he did it day after day. And he got weary with it. And he said to God, he said, God, I'm pushing on this rock, but it's not moving. I haven't budged it. And God said to the man, I never told you to move the rock. I never told you to move it. I said, push on it. But God says to this man, look at your arms and your legs. Look at the strength that you have. See the fact that you're pushing through life, the problems you have and dilemmas. You are being stronger. That's what God does. But you know, uh, we run out of strength. I'm talking about Elijah. After all that, we find in Scripture... Jezebel came after him. He ran like a rabbit. He went to the wilderness and he got so discouraged. He sat down under a juniper tree and said, Lord, just kill me. Take my life. I don't even want to live anymore. Now, I mean, you can get that way. So we need to be mindful of that because that is our strength. We are weak. 
And we can be, we can backslide. We can. But no, God can bring you back to that. And that's what I want to say in the fifth, fourth point rather. Look at verse 31. But they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. Are you willing to wait? I'm going to tell you it's worth it if you want renewal. Renewal is conversion in the Bible. And how is that done? It's done by God. You can't do that on your own. If the truth won't make you free, neither will a lie. And I'm going to tell you this. God being my helper, I'm not going to preach a lie just to have a revival. I'm not going to tell somebody they have to do certain things just to get a baptism. But I'm going to tell you this. I'm going to trust that God's Holy Spirit will move his people and move me. Because that's what it takes. And we need to be crying out to God for the Holy Spirit. And we need to be praying for one another. That God would give them the Holy Spirit because we cannot. Have you prayed for the Holy Spirit lately? You know, I was reading the other uh, the Bible the other morning and I was convicted in Luke. I think it's 11th chapter, 13th verse. Jesus says, will a, will a son ask a father something and that father not give him what's good for him? And then he says this, even so, will the heavenly father give the Holy Spirit to them that ask him? Do you want the Holy Spirit? Do you want it or you think you can do without it? I'm going to tell you it will change your life. It will renew your heart. It's worth it because it will make you more useful to everybody. He said just like an eagle will be lifted up. You know, an eagle is a mighty courageous bird. You take that eagle, that eagle will, is the only bird I understand that will fly into a storm. They see a storm, they don't run away from it, they fly into it. That's what strength will do from God. It gives us the courage to face our trials. To not be ashamed of Jesus. And understand that the cross he's given us to bear is exactly what we need because Jesus Christ is our Lord. And he tells Peter, he says, Peter, you're going to deny me. Oh no, Peter said, not me. That's what happened. Do not try to make a New Year's resolution. Do not say, I'm not going to drink. Do not say, I'm not going to commit adultery. Do not say, I'm going to go to church. What you say is, oh God, you give me strength. You give me strength, oh God, because if you say that, you will fall. Because we have no strength of our own. God's renewing strength, but he's promising it. And that eagle's yours. And that eagle is tenacious. And that eagle protects their children like no other bird. You know why to understand too that eagle molts in old age. Psalms 103 says that we're to have new feathers. That's what that eagle does. No matter what our age, God can give us new feathers. He can give us fresh grace to bless his holy name. David says, renew a right spirit in me, O Lord, that I might not sin against thee. May the Lord bless us to know that he is our strength. Bless us to know that he is that rock. We don't diminish his strength. To know that there's a reason for our hurts and problems and weakness. To know that we can be renewed. To know that God has given us that renewal by the Holy Spirit. Oh my goodness, we need to bless God in all that we do. To know that our strength will run out. 
no matter how dedicated we want to be. Maybe this is a time we need to all rededicate our life to God and just surrender it all to Him and just say, God, take me and use me and bless me in my weakness, in my ways that it is. He will lift us up. This is a great comforting verse I trust to us all. Wait for strength. May the Lord bless you. Would you bow with me? Dear most precious Heavenly Father, we thank you for the glories of this beautiful Lord's Day. We thank you, Lord, for the strength that only comes from you. Forgive us, Lord, for depending on our own strength. Thinking, Lord, we can do this on our own. You never intended us to bear all this on ourselves. Rather, Lord, you are prompting us to trust you, to believe you. Oh, God, bless us to wait whether that's being still and knowing that you're our God, or whether, Lord, that's using all the resources you give us, the means of grace to press on. But still in our minds, we're waiting on you to give the increase. Thank you, God, for your precious word. Forgive us of our sins and bless this day that you might find much glory wherever your word is pronounced, where your waiting people are. Just the prompting of your spirit, O oh God, whether it's spoken or not, would be so comforting and strengthening. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen.